Hey, yo, what up? It's your boy Wayne Hiz, one half of his and hers podcast. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday and Sunday for the latest up-to-date content and episodes. As per usual, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Tap in with us. Peace. We're back. Oh, yeah. And we're back with a baby. With a baby. With He's a baby. Here. He's cute. He's tiny. <laughs> He's tiny. Eight pounds. Nine ounces. Hey, let's go. Ooh, ooh. It is your boy Wayne, man. His. And Vanessa, hers. And we are back as a family. We are family. I know you guys are probably like, why the hell are they whispering? <laughs> we have a newborn baby. We do. And we have to kind of like use our inside voices because we don't want him to make an appearance on this episode. But Which he probably will. He may very well make an, an, an appearance anyway. So guys, Lorenzo's here. He's very much here. Thank you for everyone that's reached out asking about our well-being. We are alive and we are working through this. <laughs> yes, we are. It's uh, definitely um, a, a, an amazing blessing to have a brand new, healthy, healthy, beautiful baby boy. But it is also an adjustment, to say the least, um, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, you, it, it's very, very patient. You have to exercise a lot of patience. Um, when dealing with a child, um, but you know, as they all say, it's always worth it, right? <laughs> yeah, they definitely are. So yeah, man. Aside from that, um, hopefully you guys, this New Year's, your 2022 has got kicked off to a bang. Catch up on all the episodes that we've released um, in 2021. We're gonna try to get 2022 kicked off with a bang and the right, you know, get you guys off to the right track. Um, update you about what's going on in my life, Vanessa's life, the baby's life. Uh, that's why we're here, man. Again, we're on, still on the same uh, streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple. Um, find us, Google. We're here. So, I can't believe it's still January. Yeah. Like, it's been a long January. Right. And I'm, I know I'm saying that because I just had a baby. but <laughs> And it's been madness for like a week. Yeah. But it's been a very long January. Yeah, it's been a long, <laughs> it's been a start, a long start to the month, long start to the a new year but um i think it just feels like that because you know like when you have a lot going on at the end of the year a lot uh -huh. you know you got you know new years mm -hmm. and then you got people traveling you got people you know and people, you're like oh yay the new year so yeah, you're trying to set up you know new body gold new bay right? new job new new you know right. <laughs> new get year. it right get it tight you know that's common cliche new year new you huh yeah or new year same who <laughs> yeah. you know some people man they be killing me with that but anyway that's a different story for a different day but like you said i just think it feels longer if you if you throw covid in the mix it's just uh. gonna make it's gonna make it feel like times 10 you know what i mean it's just it's been ridiculous but um hopefully everybody out there has found some you know some balance um, you know, the calm of the storm, as they say, because it's just been um, it's been a clusterfuck of everything. So this whole COVID thing is crazy. Like it's I feel I don't know if I feel like if it's more crazy because we dealt with it a lot mm -hmm. this time around. Yeah. Not meaning like we have it, not meaning like we've been around it last time we did right 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 so that's why we dealt with it mm -hmm. but this time around it was so many restrictions especially with going into labor and 
the doctor visits the last times and mm-hmm. just everyone and anyone being sick like yeah. people that don't even feel sick are positive yeah because they i mean i know initially when covid first started they were like oh if you're asymptomatic you know you're in the clear you don't mm-hmm. you won't get it but like now it's like people who are vaccinated are getting sick mm-hmm. and it's like you know dang they're getting the booster shots and they're still affecting people and they don't realize it so people don't even have symptoms i mean i know i had two outbreaks in two of my offices at work and people are just like going crazy a bunch of the drivers you know oh, what I mean? shit, you're telling me now well it's the drivers at, in our LA I office. did not know. Yeah, so I mean, I don't work in LA, so there's no real reason for me to like, you know, mm. like say that, but you know, like, yeah, it did happen in our LA office, so a bunch of people were just going crazy. Oh, wow. Apparently, and yeah. Well, you clearly hear my reaction even on recording. Like, it's <laughs> pretty out No, yeah, there. it's a big deal because some people, the thing that I think is, is like very troublesome is that there are some people who really, they, they, they understand that people are being affected by this and they still don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like, if you don't even care about the well-being of other people. But what do you mean by that? Because keep in mind, we haven't been, we are two individuals that have spoke very freely about this. Hey, if you get the vaccine or if you don't, that's on you. If you believe this is protecting you or not, that's on you. If you get it or not, that's on you. Right. But then. there. What I mean is there are certain people who are just have a neutral approach to it. Like they know that it's affecting people. They know people have lost their lives to COVID yet they still refuse to um, deny science or deny what's out there that, that, that the virus exists. Oh, it's the government trying to take over us. They're trying to mandate. They're trying to force me to get vaccinated and, you know, inject something into my body that I don't want to. Um, I think it's beyond that at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at these cases, they're, you know, ramping up each and every day, each and every week, each and every month. I mean, in California alone, they've spiked, like, you know, crazy. So when I say that, you know, that people don't care about the well-being of others, it's not that I'm saying go get vaccinated. You know, what I'm saying is do your research. The information is accessible to you. It's made available for you. You, you know, you can go online and, and look this stuff up. Like, this isn't anything that the government is just, like, mandating and putting out for no reason. But some people are still so, like, in yeah. denial. That and and that's is... what I mean. Like, it's just a blatant disregard for the well-being of others. And to me, that's not cool. Like, I'm not saying go get vaccinated, but I am saying go get educated. Go educate yeah. yourself about what's going on. You know what and I mean? And definitely keep in mind, we're not here to preach about COVID. But like I said, unfortunately, with the arrival of the baby, we have been dealing with it a lot. And see, that's, that's a tough part, A lot. Too. Like... It's people who like, you know, obviously, what's the natural reaction you get when you just have a baby? Oh, my God, I want to see the baby. And it's like, you don't know people's status. Like, you know, sometimes it's hard. Like, sometimes people want, you know, they're in amazement. Like, oh, my God, your baby's so cute. When can I see the baby? And it's just like, are you taking care of yourself? Because it's like, I really don't know how I feel about you being around my child. If, you know, you just were in a crowd full of people the, the, the day before the week before. So that's another catch 22 you know what i mean because yeah, it's a lot, very very difficult a lot of times it could be people that you rock with yeah you know what i'm saying and, and it's that's not, a tough too it, it like i said right now it seems like it's just all over yeah so we'll get straight into it for you guys can have a better understanding <laughs> and not think that we're just judging or pointing fingers <laughs> so of course with the welcoming of lorenzo yes yes you know we had to deal with these covid restrictions man it was a lot to deal with first off let's start with the double mask we before we even oh got no it. no no a double mask while you're delivering a kid it's crazy while you're pushing your life away while you feel like you can't push crazy while you feel like you can't breathe i had a double mask on and 
I well, felt, this is not real. Yeah. By the way. And I I can only imagine how she felt because I felt that way and I I wasn't even in labor. <laughs> I didn't push no baby. Yet, imagine so, that. So I can imagine how you felt. Like when we walked in and they gave me the double mask, I'm damn near huffing and puffing trying to get to the elevator. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like, what is this? Imagine. Like, yeah, so I mean, and you know, I understand the hospitals, you know, they gotta be more on lockdown, they have to take more precaution because of everything that's going on. But yes, yeah, to start it off, um, yeah, we got to the hospital and yeah, it smacked us right in the face as soon as we got there. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, like I said, it's not that we're like, oh, pre-vaccinate yourself or we're not here to force you. We're not here to mandate it. We're not here for any of that. But unfortunately, this did affect us a lot. For sure. Another thing, of course, um, that we were affected by, or me, mostly was the whole just one person inside oh, yeah. of the delivery room. When, of course, I would have always pictured or wanted my mom to be there while I'm giving delivery to my kid. Yeah. And know. they did not allow her in. When we had previously asked another hospital and they had advised us that they might mm-hmm. be able to allow her in, but she did need a negative test on my mom. It's unfortunate, you know, like when we went to this hospital, she kind of thought that she was going to be able to go in and she even attempted to go in. Yeah. And it was a little heartbreaking for her to get the, no, you can't come in. Yeah, and and, and it was heartbreaking for me because I was the one who had to you like, deliver the, delivered the information. And you know what I mean? Um, you know, if you guys know Vanessa and her mom, Vanessa and her mom are extremely, extremely close. Like, they have an amazing mother-daughter relationship. So I knew how much it meant for your mom to, like, be there and mm-hmm. want to be there and, you know, want to, you know, embrace and take in that moment. So I kind of felt like, well, damn, like, I want to take the moment in too, but it's like, damn, like, you know what I mean? It's weird because it's like, I would gladly give her the opportunity to do it, but then it's like, like, I have to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's my, that's my son, you know, that's my girl. I'm like, like, wait, you know? didn't you? No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> really listeners. Yeah. It was difficult. It was, and us yeah. to even make that decision, it was, it was a little, hard, yeah. yeah. It was hard, like, seeing her face that day, like, when I went to go get the bags, because, you know, I had walked Vanessa up first to the hospital, so then we got admitted, and then I went down and got the bags once I realized that we're staying, like, we're going to, like, mm-hmm. proceed with the pregnancy. So when I went to go get the bags, you know, her mom was sitting, standing there, and I was just, we had a conversation, and I just kind of gave her a quick look, and I was like, we had an embrace, and she hugged me, and I said, I got her, and she's like, take care of my girl. Like, she always tells me, like, whenever me and her talk, and she's like, you got her, take care of my girl. She's like, I know you will, and I was like, all right, I got you. And then she tells me, like, hours after she attempted to go in, like, that she kind of asked, like, oh, my daughter's in there. Mm-hmm. Would I be able to give her something? Or, like, she tried, right? Like, yeah. she really did try, and they were like, no, there's no visitors. There's no one that could be in there, but the partner at that time, like, the baby's father, if... Yeah. And if there, it's not the father, like no one could go in, which is insane. Yeah. Which was kind of eerie because like, okay, like you're in there, right? There like, was other girls that were there by themselves. Yeah. Well, when you got admitted, right? Mm-hmm. Like they sent me to the lobby or to the waiting area and it's just kind of eerie just being in there by yourself. Cause usually, you know, it's one other, one other no, person. For, I went to that same exact hospital when my cousin had her baby and it was like 10 of us. You know, Hispanics were real deep. That's what so I'm saying. Like 10 so of like, us. imagine me like being in there and not knowing are we having this baby? Are we not having this baby? It's just me in the room. And mm-hmm. then what's, what's kind of even crazier is that, like, they have the window of when the babies are born. 
when they mm-hmm. had it blocked, they had it covered. So like you can literally walk up to the window and see like the newborn babies. Mm-hmm. Like I like that's kind of, that's kind of cool in the waiting area. Yeah. So you can go and see like the babies that are just born. But there's no parent. It's no one in there. You know what I mean? So I just, it was kind of eerie. Like just was me, there a lot of babies? Me being in there, but well, they had it blocked. I couldn't see. Oh, that's true. That's true. But it is crazy because they did mention after I got admitted the that night it started getting crazy. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So. So it was me and one other lady, and then the lady she made us. She was in there before I was in there. She was in there maybe ten minutes while I was in there, and then she left. And then that's when you had called me and said, "Hey, we're we're having the baby." And I was like, "Oh." So we want to talk about our experience a little more in reference to the hospital. Um, this is madness. It's it's really gonna sound like madness to you guys. Um, so the week of my due date, I get an email from my previous doctor that I've been going to the full, my full trimester, my full Full nine months with her. Literally, I found out when I was two months pregnant. I know that I've spoke very highly about this doctor in previous episodes. I said how much I've loved her and I've said how great she was and how we had such a great connection and bond and vibe and that everything was amazing. Right. So 2022 policy changes, right? For the doctor. She ends up going private. Mm. I receive my due date is the ninth. On the sixth, I receive an email stating that she's going private. Wow. Three days before my due date. So she's advising me that she's no longer gonna take insurance. And if anyone wants to see her at that point, even me for three days, uh until my delivery date, that she had a certain charge. This charge is not cheap, by the way. Yo, man. And she's charging that much per trimester. Keep that in mind. And for all you people that don't have kids, trimester is like two months, I think. I don't even know myself yet. I don't know. And I just had a kid. I don't know. So she's charging a certain amount per trimester. Yeah. And I'm telling her, like, but what's going to happen? Like, I'm supposed to see you tomorrow. Like, I'm getting this email Wednesday, and I'm supposed to see her on Friday because my due date's Sunday. And... Yeah, yeah, and, and and the thing that didn't sit right with me when when Vanessa explained this 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 inf- when she provided this information to me was that this never came up throughout her entire pregnancy throughout the entire term. Never did she mention, oh, you know, hey, I might be there's a possibility of me possibly changing my policy. Um, come the conclusion of the end of 2021, heading into 2022, had that been the case. We could have, we may have perceived this a little differently. We may have received the information far different than how we received it. There is no possible way. That is the most unprofessional thing I feel that you can do. It's like be telling someone, oh, okay, yeah, you know, throughout 39 and a half weeks, almost full 40 weeks. Yes. 40 weeks of her, of, of the pregnancy. I was full term. And then you just, you change policies at the conclusion of the year based upon, because you decide to go full private and not accept um, outside insurance from third, for, you know, from major insurances or even third party insurances, but you know, but that's just insurance is a one. So I just didn't understand that. Shout out to my boss once again, Facts. you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? PPO queen, but look, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gold. Anyway. So tell me how, um, this doctor, she ends up, I end up messaging her because like I said, we used to text. It was cool. Like the communication at first was, you know, solid. Right. I ended up reaching out to her and advising her, like, how are you even doing this? You know, like, I'm already, like, literally three days before my due date. Like, you can't do this. 
and she's asking me to meet her halfway let's like me meet you halfway how like yeah. what at that point i'm panicking it's literally like a day before my due date and i'm just like what what do i do yeah. like from here what is it that i do right i don't have a doctor i don't have a hospital i am 40 weeks due my back is aching my belly is like huge like yeah. i'm just like what if this kid comes tonight right and what if like at that point everything's going through my head like what and fortunate enough for you fortunate enough because i won't say lucky but i will say fortunate enough for you and for us i will just say that you were very very resourceful in the fact of you have friends family members who have children um who have had kids at the at you know the facility that at the you know the hospital we end up having our son at no at that point my friends had shit to do with that like no, no, I, I was, was just... panicking no because i want to give the credit where it's given okay. you know like at that point i'm panicking like i am full on panic mode and um i end up reaching out to my cousins and i'm just like this this shit's happening like i can't believe it they're like what and i'm like yeah i can't i cannot believe like my my doctor's just doing this like what do i do now Mm-hmm. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, everyone's like, what? Like, everyone is like, I cannot believe this. Yeah. Yeah, this is happening. Luckily, my cousin reaches out to her doctor. And keep in mind, at 40 weeks, I called around. If I called 10 doctors, it would be exaggerating. And all of them said they could not take me in. Because I'm already full term. How are they going to take a full on pregnant room? Yeah. Like, and th- that's with what, no records. Yeah, and that's what I meant by, like being resourceful because like you have people at your disposal that you could speak to that have been to that doctor you know to that hospital so well, that's that, why it was my cousin like it wasn't friends i didn't reach out to anyone else i was just like i couldn't believe this was happening to me i couldn't i still can't yeah i told all the nurses like i've told the doctors what happened to me and they're just like what mm-hmm. because they kept asking like oh so who was your your doctor you know that was caring for you through your pregnancy and i'm like it's a long story and they're like oh you're a walk-in and i'm like i am a walk-in patient and they're like wow like at 40 weeks and i'm like at 40 weeks yeah so of course lorenzo doesn't have a doctor i don't have a doctor it's just madness monday comes due date i'm still trying to keep my cool (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how or what and then water breaks yeah that's crazy because like i wasn't even here uh i went to work and then i was at work for maybe like two hours and then um i think i texted you or something and you were just like babe i think my water broke and i was like huh she's like yeah i think my water broke um because i woke up because you said you were asleep you said when you woke up from being asleep your shorts were all wet and i was like yeah it's time you definitely need to go to the hospital you were like you sure thinking that you're like you sure babe i was like yeah we need to go to the hospital because even even like if you're not you know dilating like that once your water breaks they're gonna admit you at the hospital so that much i did know but i was just like man you know i didn't know you know if you had which was which was kind of still a little weird because you hadn't experienced any like major contract or any contractions at all to my knowledge you know what i'm saying well keep in mind even when the water broke i was like i don't know if it broke or what's going like i i know shit about kids i know shit about pregnancy i'm that person i know nothing yeah like what do you mean this is the one and i literally once again i my cousin's like hey how are you feeling and we're talking on the phone Mm -hmm. and i'm like i think my water broke and she's like get up like go shower like dude 
the you have to get ready like you have to go to the hospital and she's like panicky and i'm just like i'm so tired like i was just laying and i'm like i don't want to get up and she's like dude the baby's coming and i'm like what yeah and she's like get ready do you have your bags and i'm like everything's ready i'm like i just i'm sleepy yeah. I'm like, I want to take another nap. And she's like, you better not. Like, get up now. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> when you had reached out to me and you was telling me my water broke, I was like, yeah, babe, we... So, I I was like, yeah, we got to go to the hospital. So, like, I ended up leaving work early. I came home, got everything ready, put everything in the car. And then your mom came, and then we went to the, we went to the hospital. And, yeah. Yeah, but everyone's like, you're just calm. And I'm like, well, I'm not in pain. Yeah. Like, I'm just... I can't believe this. This is how That's water why breaks. I was so. a little... I was a little startled by that too because like usually contractions, no contractions no nothing contractions are occurring at the time of you know when a woman's water breaks so that's why I was like yo like you're like you were mad calm you wouldn't even it was like it was like it didn't even happen it was like you wouldn't even tripping I was just like oh shit you know and so we get to the hospital and man get the ball rolling right <laughs> definitely so we like I said I'm a walk-in patient and they're like so and, and they take me in the nurses everyone's so nice and they're just like so who was your doctor and oh have you been with us and like you know because it's a it's a private hospital also like where i went and i'm just like no and then i'm telling them their, my story and they're like what i cannot believe that and this is and that and then i i we got there like around three right um yeah it was around 3 in the afternoon, and literally right away, they're like, well, your water did break. They start running tests on you. Mm-hmm. You're already dilated at 2. Yeah. yeah. She was like, um, so you're going to stay? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, yeah, like, you're already officially. They're like, well, it's pre-birth. Yeah, like, you're officially the pre-labor. About, about to go into labor, yep. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well, I, I guess we, we're here. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, that's how... Yeah, so I think from that point is when you called me. Um, I was still was in the waiting area with you, or waiting for you to get the, you know. The, oh yeah, with the they, whole COVID situation. They, they wouldn't let me go in um, <laughs> when they admitted her initially to like run the test and the early diagnostics to discover if she was gonna go into labor or not and have the baby. So I was in another room waiting for all that to occur. Um, Vanessa finally texted and then she called me. When she called me, I'm like, okay, so this is either we stand or we going. Like, you know, false alarms at the hospital they'll send you back they'll send you back I like did not two know three that. times for sure yeah um and so when you did when you called and said um yeah babe we're gonna be admitted i was like oh bet okay so this is happening today so i was like and then that's when i from there is when i went downstairs and talked to her mom which is what i referenced a little bit earlier in the episode and once i delivered the, the information to her mom it was kind of tough i was like man you know, I could kind of see the look in her mom's eyes. I was like, oh, man, this is, like, terrible. I know you would love to be here to embrace this moment, da 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 I gave her a big hug. She said, go take care of my girl. I said, cool. Took the bags up there. They thought I was security or some shit. I don't know. Like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? As I'm taking the bags, I'm like, nah, like, my girl's about to have a baby. And he's like, oh, cool, cool, all right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, nah, man, like, I'm not just carrying this shit for nothing, <laughs> you know? So then we get up there and... uh the people who admitted us were super cool, man. Super, Everyone was so nice at the hospital. Super nice. Um, very, very pleasant experience. Um, you know, initially when we got in there, very, very warm, welcome. Um, just asking, you know, your standard basic questions at first. And then 
Um, you can kind of tell, like, when people ask more questions, more personable questions about you, that's when they kind of, like, are feeling like, okay, this is going to be, you kind of get that feeling like, all right, this is going to be a, a pleasant experience. So they settle us in, and then they're like, um, so what's your pain level, you know? And I'm just like, oh, about a four. And I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, I tolerate pain well. I'm yeah. good, and this is and that. And they're like, okay, this is like at four or five in the afternoon. <laughs> And we had an amazing nurse at that time. She was like, just keep calm and whatever you need. Like, I'm going to be here. She was nice. And, um, you know, the second shift comes in at 7. Yeah. When the second shift came in, boy, the contractions were starting to to go up there now. Like, the pain level. Yeah, let's not speed up over that, though. So, before, you know, she had just very, very mild contractions. So, they prescribed her Pitocin. Pitocin, um, what it does is it speeds up the contractions um, and makes them come like more frequently and then like keeps them like, you know, on a on a loop more or less. But it does speed up the contractions. So right as they prescribed the Pitocin, she gave it to her in an IV, but it was coming out very, very minimal. And then she said, I'm going to turn it up. I'm going to turn up the heat <laughs> more or less like she's going to speed it up. Once she sped it up, you know, that's when you can kind of see Vanessa like, oh, man, like. Yo, like this is okay. Those contractions were no fucking joke, okay? Right. None. Right. Compared to my little baby ones I was having before that. Yeah. So then, um, from that point, after the contractions started to speed up and everything like that, um, we got word, you know, because Vanessa wanted to get the epidural. ASAP. You know what I'm saying? As soon as the epidural, the doctor got there to give her the epidural, I felt like that's when you were, it was like smooth sailing from there. But as soon, okay, so let's go back a little bit. Like when the doctor was like, I I just want to advise you, like, I wouldn't recommend epidural. Yeah. But do you really want the epidural? And I'm like, yes, yeah. I do want the epidural. And he was like, because he was like, I've had it before. Like, yeah, you know, I have. Like, yeah, because of, you know. When I had my tumor. Right. So at that point, he's like, oh, well, your contractions are pretty sharp and I have to do this while you're dealing with your contractions. Yeah. So I'm like, well, can you do it as soon as a contraction hits? Like, as soon as it hits, when it ends, can you do it? And he was like, well, I have to get ready. So it's gonna, I'm going to be able to do it whenever I can. Like, yeah. if you get a contraction, then you have to deal with the pain, well, kind of. Because keep in mind, like, from his vantage point, he does have to inject you. But then he also has to time your contractions. No, yeah. But you know it's I'm like, saying? I'm in pain, I, you know? I, yeah, I do understand At that, that point. You put him on the spot, though. Like, hey, you going you gonna to time it? <laughs> yeah, you know? You know? <laughs> At that point, like, nothing can keep my cool. At this point, I'm already, like, these pains. Like, yeah. I will never forget this pain. Yeah. And I see this sweet little soul come in. <laughs> yeah. And tell me, like, oh, just breathe. Like, relax. And, you know, you got this. Like, they're going to put the door. You're going to feel fine in a few minutes. And I'm just like... Yeah. You sure? Because I need this to go ASAP. Like, I need this to calm down. Like, this pain is serious at this point. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, epidural, you know, hits. It's all a success. 30 minutes after, I feel nothing. Yeah. I feel like my legs so numb. I'm just, like, chilling. I'm, yeah. like, there I'm laughing already. At yeah. first, I was not laughing at all. <laughs> it was, like, you know? The way this pain is set up. Yeah, nah, <laughs> nothing's funny. Your jokes don't hit the same. Nah, at all. <laughs> so, we end up getting an amazing nurse. Yeah. I swear, she was, like, heaven sent for me. Yeah, salute to her, man. I She's feel. super dope. She's like, super I dope. always feel like you meet the, the people that you need to meet at the perfect time. And luckily, I got her. 
because we had some other nurses that were shit but her she was like an angel like i i without exaggerating my labor would not be the same without her amazing soul amazing soul like i'm I'm real big on on um you know personable people who can be personable um outside of their job because what she what she was doing she wasn't necessarily doing her job she was like being a human being yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like she was going above and beyond her job if you ask me but yeah she kept just trying to keep me cool the whole time like it's gonna be okay you're gonna do great like you're you're gonna be a mom you know soon and i'm just like what like i'm still like in shock you know and the medicine's kicking in and honestly labor it feels that way you're just Mm -hmm. like huh like everything's like just like oh shit okay yeah i guess like we're all we're gonna push we're gonna push i guess like it's kind of crazy like the way that it works like yeah and ready or not kind of shit you know yeah and based upon that experience with her you know that nurse man um i developed a very very i mean i i, I genuinely automatically off top have a healthy level of respect for people who i feel do that and after that experience it was definitely far pleasant it, it, she exceeded my expectations of what i thought um you know a pregnancy term and just you know just what patient nurse relationship you know that that whole banter it was very, very unique. It was very pleasant. And honestly, she made it like go by very, very smoothly and very steadfastly. Like she made it very, very like quick and easy. Um, and the stuff that I felt like she was saying to you to help like you, you know, relax deliver the and baby and down. relax you. It was amazing. Like she was just like, you know, come on, friend, you got it. Like, you know, it was different. Yeah, like, we became best friends like instantly. Yeah. And off the back, like she just started massaging me. She positioned me. Um, unfortunately, she didn't tell me, best friend, I'm mad at you. But I get it, you know, she did not tell me that unfortunately Lorenzo was choking himself with the umbilical cord. And there was a little bit of difficulty and technical um issues going on while delivering, but put it this way she kept me so cool i did not know anything until he was out i think but i think that's by design i think that's to i mean i'm sure that they can't tell me then i would panic yeah i panicked at the moment when they said something dropping and i'm like what Mm -hmm. like the heart was dropping or his breathing was dropping something i heard dropping and i'm like what and that's because like it's essentially they the way i in my opinion i feel like they view it as they're saving you from yourself in that moment because it's like you could panic you that you, you can your body is already kind of like in a state of shock because you're pushing you're pushing 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 your child has his umbilical cord wrapped around his neck so every time you, you push, feel like you can't even push yeah. like it's a crazy ass yeah. feeling and as we're even recording i'm just like i literally go back to that moment and kind it's of like reliving how it yeah i'm sure i'm sure like i mean just me being there um, lending moral support, trying to, you know, assist and aid in helping you, like, push, like, telling you, babe, it's going to be all right, playing music, you know, kind of playing off of the nurses in there. Yeah, then... the nurses are like, oh, this is good music. And yeah. they were like, it was a good vibe, you know, like, we literally had to set the vibe to deliver the baby. Literally. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, Vanessa was, she's not going to have it any other way. <laughs> right. But, um, and at one point, I kept telling Wayne, like, I couldn't hear anyone else but her. Yeah. Like, not even Wayne at that point. Like, I just, I don't know what it was, but she was just like, friend, you got this. Vanessa Lorenzo needs you. Like, you have to. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I could just hear her. I can't hear the doctors. I can't hear Wayne. I can't hear anyone. Just her. Like, and literally her, like, telling me, like, you got this. Like, you've Mm -hmm. been doing so great. 27 minutes after, here comes Lorenzo. Yes, sir. (laughs) The king himself, Lorenzo xavier was born man 
and it was a beautiful sight to see. I mean, um, just, you know, just seeing that, I mean, you know of no other joy than being a parent. Like, you thought you knew love until, like, uh. you experienced holding your newborn, cutting their umbilical cord, and just seeing, like, the little, you know, the, the initial cry. And then, like, when they kind of giggle to themselves and they curl up in that little ball, it's just, like, everything that you put into it, all the, the time, effort, money, the prayers, everything that you kind of, like, hope that moment would be. In that moment, it still doesn't measure up to like when the child is born. At all, you and I, I mean? you know, these COVID babies are different. I know I've said this before; they are crazy. Okay, first of all, and my baby, I am not lying when I say this. And I told Wayne, the first thing that I saw when I looked up that after the pushing little madness and all that, um, and I heard the baby crying when he looked at me, I'm just like shit. Yeah. Like that's my baby. I did it. Like that's my human, yeah. you know? Yeah. And he's about to wake up, I think. Yeah, <laughs> he's making an appearance on this episode. But yeah, so it's um it's it was it was a wonderful time, man. Um everything leading up to it, you know, Vanessa and I we kind of discussed this on um a previous episode during last year about the failed pregnancy. And, you know, from that point on, Vanessa and I we didn't know if we were going to try again. And we always prayed once we found out she was pregnant with Lorenzo. Um, I would say almost every night we would say a little prayer. Every night. And Vanessa would be like, babe, let's pray. And, you know, and that became like a little ritual of ours. And we just c- carried that over and we continued. And then we wore, um, I believe you had gave me like a good luck bracelet too, right? Mm-hmm. And we started wearing that too. And, you know, those are things that, you know, you just kind of hope for. And, you know, even when we were, you know, in the beginning stages of, of the pregnancy with Lorenzo, you know, we still... Not you don't that, know. You know, we just... so much can happen, yeah. you know? It's not that you're... We're human being. We're human at the end of the day, you mm-hmm. know? So it's not like we were doubting it or questioning anything. It's just that we're freshly coming off of the heels of a failed pregnancy. So we really don't know what to feel, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And just me, like, I had to kind of, kind of collect my thoughts, you know, for a second. I don't know if you saw me. I was just kind of, like, off to the side, sitting on, the, like, the little uh, futon couch, and I was just kind of, like kind of getting emotional just thinking about that you know thinking about you um making it through and we had a you know a positive pregnancy throughout the entire time and you know what i'm saying and um, it just it 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 really reaffirms um you know the, the importance in your life and the significance mm-hmm. in your life and you know what's kind of like important and shit so you know at times you know we get kind of like caught up with our own shit um just worrying about the things that we got going on whether it's work you know, money, family, friends, whatever, the, whatever it is. But everything literally stopped for me um, when he was born. Speaking for me personally. I know? felt the same. And well, I mean, clearly, like I said, I know that I've expressed this in previous episodes. I never wanted kids. I was the type to ever think or dream or hope like to have kids. That was never something that came across to me. But after, I am so obsessed with this kid. It is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> this is my everything. Yeah. Like, and just his big old beautiful eyes, I cannot get enough of. I, like, look at him all day and I'm just like, damn, you're really mine. Them big like, beautiful eyes. You're mine forever, that he you know? from his papas. <laughs> oh, God. He look like you anyway. Yes, he say. does. <laughs> and thank you for everyone's little compliments. We appreciate it. He is adorable and perfect. He is adorable thank and perfect. You. Yeah, man. Um, so one thing that I did want to talk about as well, because I feel like it did have an effect on me big time, 
I won't say it's not like a depression, but it is definitely something that had um, a huge, like, not a void. It was just like, it's something that was missing, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, with the no visit things, it was horrible. We get out of the hospital, finally. They made us stay um, because he was actually born at 12, 12 midnight. He was already considered next day by 12 minutes. So we did have to stay an additional day at the hospital. I was going crazy. I wanted to leave already. Yeah. And the day we end up leaving, um, we come home. We're getting settled in. It's madness. You know, you guys know uh, we've mentioned Jody. Mm-hmm. Jody's a big part of our life. He was our baby <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah. So getting situated was a little difficult. But with the whole COVID situation, it's it sucks. Like, I didn't get to have visitors. I didn't get... I know my family would have gone crazy. And, you know, Lorenzo would have been showered with flowers and gifts and welcomings and everything else that I could have possibly imagined. Everyone would have gone crazy to see him. And we can't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of, in a in a way, robbed of, you know, those glorious moments, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, for me, that, like, you, you want those, obviously you want those moments. You want to be able to, your family to share in that and stuff like that. Like, I, honestly, though, for me, just knowing that, like, he's healthy and knowing that he, like, made it through... You know what I'm saying? When they was, like, saying that, like, the umbilical cord was around his throat and all of that, he was struggling, breathing. Um, Honestly, just knowing that he made it out healthy, like, to me, for me, that that was enough in the moment. I know for you it wasn't a big deal. Like, for me, though, because I am very family-oriented, like, my family's close. Like, Mm -hmm. my grandma's been calling me every day. Yeah. Every day to, to talk about Lorenzo. How am I doing? How's the baby? Like, what's new? And it's like, they can't see him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And unfortunately, my dad is dealing with COVID right now. Man, it's a lot of people with He COVID. met his grandson through FaceTime. That's crazy, yeah. Two days ago, yeah, you know? That's, that's tough, yeah. So, yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it's, um, it's definitely tough, you know what I'm saying, for people um, who are always, you know, in your circumference, in your inner circle, family, close friends, you know, friends that are still family, you know what I mean? That's always tough. That's always tough when... Um, situations outside of their control you know call you know doesn't allow them or doesn't permit them to you know do what they're accustomed to doing being around you being around your you know your newborn baby and it sucks it it, it sucks that we're still dealing with this you know t- almost two years to the date <laughs> you know what i'm saying and uh it's still it's still taking its toll on everybody unfortunately yeah, our COVID anniversary is coming around the corner, um, and we're still dealing with this. Like I said, it's completely different. I think when you have your firstborn and you expect things to be a little different, you know, and you expect you would have pictured things so much different. Like I've said this since the baby shower, it wasn't the baby shower of my dreams. You know, it turned out fine. Everything did come to to life. Like the the visuals that I had and the ideas that I had, everything was really cute. You know, luckily we did have a small baby shower, but it's not how I would have pictured my baby shower. Yeah. You know, I would have pictured it a whole lot different. And now with the delivery of Lorenzo, with him actually being here, that's the difficult part again. Yeah. You know, like I can't be like, oh my God, everyone come meet my baby. Like I, I can't. Yeah. I, and I think what you just said highlights um, a, a larger problem um, that, call, that COVID is having on people. Like I think, 
aesthetically what people would normally do in these times isn't occurring because of COVID. <laughs> like a lot more people probably would be traveling. They probably would be doing other things like, and it's just, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately. Oh, hey, hey buddy. Uh, I think we might have a visitor on this episode, guys. <laughs> well, we tried to record while he naps, but that's not going to work out. But yeah, I just think um, it's 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 the fact that we're still dealing with this and the fact that it's still having a profound impact on people's livelihoods. Um, it speaks to how serious I think people, more people should be taking it. You know, and that doesn't necessarily mean if you want, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, go get vaccinated or what, or go get the booster. Like, listen, man, like, you know, figure out, you know what I mean? What, what works for you and what's the best course of action for you and your life and your family. And you know what I mean? Attend to that because right now, you know what I'm saying? It's just a lot going on with that, but you definitely want friends and family uh, to be able to see the baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, I'm dealing with the same thing. You know, my mom hasn't been able to see my, see Lorenzo either. So, you know, it, it's tough. You know what I mean? But with COVID and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, man. Lorenzo's um, up. <laughs> he's woken up. Lorenzo has decided to make his first appearance on the podcast. Um, He was snapping, but now he's here with us. <laughs> Hopefully he behaves. Right. But it's been it's been a little madness. Like I said, it's only been a week that he's been here and I'm not going to complain about it. Like he's been an amazing baby. Uh, He does sleep, you know, like we've said, unfortunately, it's a lot to deal with with the whole COVID situation. Things cannot be the way that we wished, you right. know, like there is still a lot of people that are very important to us. that have not had a chance to meet Lorenzo. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, you th- when you think about it, it's like, man, like those people would have for sure like we would have probably packed out that room that waiting room in the hospital (laughs) if they were able to see him you know what i mean so that's just the thing and um another thing that's madness is adjusting like your life when you guys told me my life will never be the same you guys said in a bad way i mean it like it will never be the same yeah like this sleeping pattern is fucking shit. I think what, what people mean when they say that is life as you once knew it. Yes. That's what it really means. Like, life as you once knew it will never be the same. I don't think I took advantage of it when I didn't have a kid. Like, sleeping, I never slept. I should have slept more. Well, think about how you used to live your life being just a single person with no responsibility. Man. Like, I remember how I used to be. I used to just be on the go. Like, mm-hmm. you're not thinking about it. You're, you're, you know, you're eating fast. You're living fast. You're coming... You know, you leaving early, coming home late, you know, and now all of that slowed down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Big time. Like you got, you know, the, the the sleeping patterns alone when you have a when you have a child is just different. Like <laughs> anybody that has a newborn will tell you if you even the people with multiple kids or if you have a kid like when they were first born, you had some sleepless nights. I don't care if your baby was an angel or not. Like, you know, you're lying. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, even with the help, if you do have it or not, I just want to salute all the mommies out there because, man, you lose yourself. Within that week, I would look at myself in the mirror within those two, three days, and I'm like, this is the new you? That's not cute. Like, this is not cool. Like, I was just so drained. And I was just so worried about the baby, and I just would not sleep. And then... 
Wayne would say, like, I'm going to just watch the baby for a little bit. Like, just go nap. And I'm like, I can't nap. And then my mom would come and she's like, I'm going to watch Lorenzo for a few hours. Like, just go to sleep. And I'm like, okay. And the baby's just crying. I'm up. And she's like, you literally just went to sleep 15 minutes ago. Yeah. And it's just madness. And I have a new appreciation for all you mommies out there. Because this is crazy. What we do. Yeah. Wonder women. Yeah. Yeah, some super women for sure, man. Definitely. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's a lot. Especially, like, man, like, I don't know how, like, I don't know how my mom did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially with multiple kids. Like, I don't know how she did it. Shit, I don't either. I have one. And like I said, <laughs> I am that mom, like, overprotective mom already. And it's only one week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But what what adjustments do you feel like you've had to make um, since Ren- with Renzo being here? Well, my sleep, like I said, it's it's completely shit. Um, it might be TMI, but this is an adult podcast. So I am only breastfeeding. So my kid wants me most of the time, even when people want to help or like when you guys want me to, oh, go nap. It's okay. Like at two hours, he's going to be up and he wants just his mom. So that's been a little difficult like to, you know, like mm. I, I have to be available for him <laughs> at all times. Okay. And you went back to work. Yeah. So I'm by myself half of a day. My mom does come by and helps a little bit. I'm not going to say she doesn't. She does come, but there's times when it's just me and him and even the restroom situation. Like, yeah. when he's up, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do, girl? You know? Yeah. Eating? There's no eating. I have, like, juices. Like, you know? You made breakfast for me this morning. I had breakfast before he woke up. But if he would have woke up, I wouldn't have touched that food. Yeah. You know? Like, those are the adjustments that are, like, shit. Yeah, like it's kind of like it's it, it, it almost <laughs> he's taking over everything. Like you know what I mean. And I think the adjustments for me is just like trying to more or less like acquiesce to him being here, and not necessarily like help you, but like not be in the way. If that makes sense. Like I'll try to like, hey, you know. Let me do this, this, and this. But like at times, like you said, he just wants to be with you because he wants he wants to feed, and you know we don't we we don't feed him. I mean he's he's primarily you know um, breastfed, but you know we don't feed him formula like that. You know what I'm saying at all, really. So Mm-mm. it's like yeah. So me for my my biggest thing my the biggest adjustment for me is just like kind of trying to find that balance of like okay. Like, let me still be there for her, help her out when she needs it. But then also, like, kind of, like, knowing when to pull back. Like, if not, like, being in the way or, like, you know, trying to do too much. Um, you know, that's been my, my biggest thing, trying to find, like, that balance between the two. And even at times, I know that I mentioned to you, like, when you're, when you push back, I'm like, well, I need you, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we bump heads because of that. Like, you push back a little too much and I'm, like, wanting to do everything too much, too. Like yeah. It's just more or less like trying to like, cause you know, I know you're tired. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I look fucking tired. Don't let these filters fool you, man. If you follow me on social media, sometimes I look cute. I look cute. You know, one or two days, but <laughs> some days, nah, that's not, you that's know? not so, it. Like with me, if I know that and see that, like if I'm here and I'm not tired, like, you know, that's, that's in my mind, that's how I'm rationalizing it. But you know, you may not see it like that sometimes. So yeah, like you said, that's where we bump heads, but. 
And even as that, like, keep in mind, like, we keep it 100 in the podcast, right? So even us as a couple, like, we have to find ourselves again, kind of, sort of. Because right now it's all about, like, Lorenzo. And we don't, like, before we were just baby free. It was great, (laughs) you know? Like, it was all about just me and Wayne. Let's go on dates. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's stay up. Let's whatever we wanted to do. And now it's like, we don't even, we don't have a lot of just us time at all. Yeah. Because we have a baby. Yeah. I think, and you know, that I think that's, it's it could be tricky because like, you know, you want to lend that time, you know, you want to still try to preserve everything that was once there, you know, pre-Renzo, pre-our son, but it's like, you know, you kind of have to like find that and then, you know, kind of preserve it in that way. But yeah, I mean. And if you don't find it? If you don't find it, you, you better find it fast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but, you know, it, it to me, in my opinion, like, I, you may see it differently, but it's it's nothing that can't be found, like for me. But you may think differently. I don't know. And that's just keeping it, a, you know, keeping it a buck, as you say on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. So that's been our one week with our baby. <laughs> like, you can hear it. Um, It's been a little madness. Mm-hmm. I'm just grateful that he's healthy. We had a checkup today, our first little week checkup, and Lorenzo's perfectly fine. My big baby is healthy, and he's here just to fill up our little house with love, you know, regardless yeah. of whatever changes yeah. need to be made. Yeah, he's the, yep, he's the he's the one that's uh, it's it's been all about him throughout this entire time, throughout this entire pregnancy term. So, yeah, I'm just happy that he's here, healthy, and you know he has. Um, a, a wonderful support system and his parents, um, people that love him. And we just can't wait to watch him continue to grow each and every day. So we just wanted to touch bases with you guys. We know that a lot of people have been asking um, in reference to the baby. How's everything? Um, me, myself, I don't have my phone in my hands all the time. If you want to get a hold of me, text Wayne now. I have no idea even where my head is at times, but... We're definitely working through this new parenting thing for myself and this newborn baby situation. <laughs> Not the easiest, but it's so worth it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. Um, and let us know about, you know, if you guys have, you know, any tips as to, you know, when the baby, you know, to put the baby to sleep or anything like that. You know, we're always here to take tips and take questions and information um but yeah man we hope that you guys you know enjoyed this update about you know lorenzo he's here um he's healthy big baby boy you know nine pounds and you know we're just really really excited you know to be you know new parents and you know new parents new parents and new podcast So once again, guys, thank you so much for the support. Um, Keep listening if you need to catch up with old episodes. Uh, We will try and record once again once we have a stable schedule for the baby. Mm -hmm. We'll start recording again. We'll go back to the ratchet shit. I know you guys are tired of hearing the baby stuff. (laughs) So life will be back to normal soon. (laughs) Yes, it will be. And as always, man, um, you you guys know where to find us. Apple, Spotify. Um, you know, this is your boy Wayne His. And Vanessa Hers. And as always, man, we just want to spread love and happiness. We appreciate y'all for rocking out. Say hi, Renzo! <laughs> Peace out.